the actual healthy reason to apologize is because you care, because you value the relationship and you value the person that you have hurt. But keep the basic formula. Ownership of your actions, acknowledge their feelings, and indicate the change you are going to make for the future. Hello, besties. Welcome to the Bestie for Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Ann, and I'm so glad you're here. this episode, we have a fictional bestie goals. My brother and I grew up reading Calvin and Hobbes, created by Bill Watterson. And to say that we lived vicariously through their adventures is an understatement. He and I, we loved this comic, and I can honestly say that I learned a lot from their friendship too. Hobbes especially is always there for Calvin when it matters and has his back. He encourages Calvin's creativity and love for adventure and imagination. For a kid who doesn't have a lot of, let's say, human friends, this imaginary best friend tiger means the world to him. And Hobbes does not let him down. They are not perfect. Um, They fight plenty, but they always make up. And we watch them imagine dream worlds together. They have serious conversations while careening down a huge hill in their wagon or sled, and they let each other know that they love them. And that's all a part of being a good friend. So this week, Hobbs is my fictional bestie goals because I want to help my friends imagine their dreams and make them happen. I want to have the serious and thoughtful conversations as we are going through life in hectic times and in slow times. And I also want to have some crazy adventures. And I want to make sure that my friends know that I love them and they matter to me. Let's all be a little more like Hobbs in these ways. Hey besties, I just finished editing this episode and I'm embracing my imperfections on this one. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. After having my internet go out on me several times and re-recording several times, I was editing when I realized that there is some annoying static noise a few minutes into the main part of the episode. So I just wanted to give you a warning that some static will happen in about two and a half minutes and it lasts for 12 seconds max. I'm so sorry if it annoys you like it annoys me, but for my own mental and emotional well-being today, I am okay that this episode isn't perfect for you or me, and I'm excited to keep learning about how to do this. Thanks for your patience and thank you for listening. I am so grateful to everyone who listens and shares the Bestie for Life podcast. There is a right and wrong way to apologize. And there is a right and wrong way to accept an apology. And doing these the wrong way might be one of my biggest pet peeves in life, especially because it can make such a difference in any relationship that you have. This bestie conversation is going to be about the this huge important part of communicating and being in any kind of relationship, whether it's romantic, friendship, parent and child, grandparent and grandchild, or siblings. We all are going to mess up and need to apologize to someone, and we are all going to need to respond to an apology. 
My hope for this episode is to build connection and show you how to navigate an element of communicating that can be rather challenging and either shut someone down and put up more walls or to learn how to be vulnerable and grow together and have a stronger connection with the people in our lives. I want to start by talking about why we apologize. I know some pretty unhealthy reasons for apologizing because we're supposed to, because someone's telling us, because we think that's what the other person wants from us. I know I've apologized for those reasons and plenty others, but the actual healthy reason to apologize is because you care, because you value the relationship and you value the person that you have hurt. You apologize because whether you meant to or not, your friend, your partner, or your family member has been hurt by you, and you want to make it right and repair what happened. So you have to start with an apology, and you have to kind of let go of some of that defensiveness that rises up in us and put our pride to the side and really listen and accept the fact that we have hurt someone. Some of you might have heard the phrase, the best apology is changed behavior. And I could not agree more, 100%. But there are also good and bad apologies, like ways to actually say I'm sorry. And during this episode, I'm going to get into a couple of different examples of what bad apologies have sounded like, and then some better apologies that you can use instead. But first, I want to get into the framework of a basic apology. You're going to start by owning what you did. Take accountability for your actions or lack of actions. Then you're going to you're going to acknowledge how the other person is feeling. This takes empathy and it takes you getting outside of your own perspective to see how your actions have impacted the other person. And then show them that you are learning from your mistake and have thought about how you can change for the future. Because remember, the best apology is changed behavior. A basic apology could sound like this. I am so sorry for being late and not letting you know. I can see that I hurt you and I made you feel unimportant to me and like I didn't care about you. I am going to work on being on time. And if I end up being late, I will send you a text to let you know. An example of something more serious could sound like this. I am really sorry for yelling at you during this fight. I can see that it was upsetting for you and made you feel scared. I want you to feel safe around me, and from now on, I'm going to take some deep breaths and ask for a break during an argument so that I can cool off if I feel like I'm wanting to yell. These are very basic examples, so spice them up however you want, use your own words, but keep the basic formula. Ownership of your actions, acknowledge their feelings, and indicate the change you are going to make for the future. Okay, let's get into some bad apologies. I'm sure you've all heard most of these, if not all of them. So it'll be kind of fun to see which uh, which ones you check off in having said or had said to you. I am guilty of most of these. So I am speaking from experience. <laughs> and I've had almost, I've had all of these said to me as well. Let's get into it. Bad apology number one. I'm sorry you feel that way. Ugh. Cue biggest eye roll ever. Okay. Now I've said this and I've had it said to me. It's not a good one. So learn from my mistakes, learn from your mistakes. 
Let me tell you why, though, this apology isn't a good one. When you apologize with, I'm sorry you feel that way, you aren't actually taking any responsibility for whatever you have done. And you're shifting the responsibility to the person you've wronged for feeling the way that they are feeling. Instead, focus on your actions, even if you don't feel like you did something wrong. The other person was hurt. And if your intention is to make amends and be working on your relationship with your partner, with your family member or friend, then you need to be trying to see things from their point of view. A better version of this apology is, I'm sorry that what I did make you made you feel that way. I can see that I hurt you. I'm so sorry. Then get into the rest of the framework, which is acknowledging their feelings and, and the changes that you want to make. Bad apology number two. I'm sorry, but followed by an example of something the other person did wrong. It's not the time. I promise you. Not the time. Not a good time. In this moment, it's not about the wrongs they've done to you. It's about how you have hurt them and owning it. Your hurt feelings are valid, and you absolutely deserve to have them addressed. But when someone else is bringing to you their hurt and their pain that they feel you have caused them, if you bring up things that they've done to hurt you, you are deflecting, and you come off as justifying you hurting them because they hurt you. And maybe you actually are justifying it. Maybe that's where you are in your headspace in your relationship. But if that's true, I'm going to encourage you to evaluate that relationship more um, and see if it's really healthy for you or if you're actually hurting yourself and hurting them by staying in a relationship where you are constantly keeping score. I'm not saying that if you are saying this kind of apology or if you're hearing this apology that you have to break up with them or not be friends or go no contact. If you think on it, and decide that the person and relationship is worth it, then do the work. Break the cycles, change the dance, put in the effort consistently, and have the hard conversations. Your relationship can change, and I believe it will be for the better. I know that I've become a better partner, a better friend, and just a better person overall because I've changed how I apologize and I have given up keeping score. Okay, I will have my turn when I need to talk about something that they have done, but when they're when we're talking about how I have hurt that person, it's not the time. So keep the focus on one issue at a time and quit throwing everything in the kitchen sink into an argument. One hurt one person at a time. Bad apology number three. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Most likely said over the person talking. Yuck, zero out of five stars. This kind of apology is dismissive and rude, and we all know that whoever is saying it is only saying it to get the other person to leave them alone or stop talking. The translation of this apology is stop talking, and that's putting it nicely. This sends the message to the other person that you do not care, and if that isn't the message you want to be sending, then just kick this apology out of your vocabulary and never say it again. If you are truly busy, reference back to episode six of the podcast about listening and communicating. It's okay to respectfully say, I want to give you my full attention, so let me finish what I'm doing and I will come and find you in 10 minutes. And then you actually have to follow through on coming to find them in 10 minutes. Set a timer or reminder or something. 
If you aren't really in a place where you want to apologize or you are in a place to listen productively because you're still angry or whatever the reason, try saying something like this. I want to work this out, but I am not in a good place to listen and process what you are saying and actually have this conversation be productive. Give me 30 minutes and I'll come find you. Again, the follow through on that and go find them. But take those 30 minutes and how, or however much you asked for and use it to help you process and regulate your own emotions so you can come back to them ready for a hard conversation. Take a walk. Think through the situation from both sides. Journal. Figure out what triggered you so that you can help yourself respond better instead of react in the future. Okay, here is bad apology number four. And I hate it. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. Just thinking about this apology and having someone say it makes me feel spicy, makes me feel angry. When someone says this kind of apology, it is not an apology. Whether you know it or not, the message that you are telling the other person is that you do not care and you are not willing to learn or change. And at this point, if I'm hearing this apology from someone, I'm taking note, right? I'm walking away. I'm not going to continue a conversation with someone that's just told me they're not willing to learn or change. And I'm putting up healthy boundaries that I need because this person is no longer a safe person for me. So before you apologize like that to someone, and again, it's not really an apology, but before you say that to someone, please, please think about how it's going to make them feel and impact them. And if you care about your friend, your partner, or your family member, learn and grow. And think about trying one of the other apologies that I've already mentioned, but do the work because change is possible at any point in life and Just because something is a certain way or has been a certain way or because you don't understand it does not mean that a certain behavior is acceptable. So do the work to grow and learn because your relationships and connections will absolutely benefit from you having growth in different areas of your life. Now, let's get into how to respond to an apology. When I was a teacher... I remember having to supervise many, many, many students apologizing to each other. And let me tell you, it is happening constantly, at least in elementary school, where teachers are teaching students how to apologize, how to accept an apology. And what I noticed was nine times out of 10, when I heard a student accepting the apology, they would say, that's okay. I started to notice it with adults too, people I worked with within my own relationships. I would even say it. And I thought about how it's actually really dismissive of my own feelings and what happened when I say that's okay. Because whatever that person did, it wasn't okay with me. It hurt my feelings or it hurt me. And that's why they're apologizing in the first place, because they did do something that was wrong, that wasn't okay with me. Once I had this awakening, though, I started to teach my students and correct myself on how I would accept apologies. I wanted responses that held space for the feelings of the person that was hurt and also encouraged growth on both sides. I started to teach my students how to accept an apology in a better 
way. And I'm going to pass that on to you now with a little more information than I would have given my young students. There are two options for responding to an apology. You can either accept the apology or you can not accept it. Both are valid options. If you want to accept an apology, an appropriate response is to say, thank you for your apology, I accept. Other versions of this may sound like, thank you for your apology, I'm over it now. Or, that really hurt my feelings, but I accept your apology and I'm ready to move on now. Having something to do after the accepting of the apology, whether it's together or on your own, is a good way to kind of alleviate any awkwardness that can happen. Doing something together especially, I have found, can help repair the relationship a little bit more. Cooking, talking, watching a show, going on a walk, doing something you both enjoy together. It helps transition you out of the tension and helps you both regulate your emotions and builds connection. Now, maybe you aren't ready to accept their apology. And in case no one has told you this, that is absolutely allowed. It is okay to not accept someone's apology. But I'm also going to always recommend and encourage you doing that respectfully. Remember, having boundaries is about you and your behavior. So for me, if someone has repeatedly hurt me and apologized and then they just keep hurting me, well, I'm going to take that behavior, right, and especially because it's unchanged behavior as information to help me recognize what boundaries I'm needing around this person. And ultimately, it might lead to me disconnecting or distancing myself completely from that person, but you're allowed to protect your energy and yourself uh, from relationships that hurt you. So not accepting an apology is, is an option. When I am not accepting someone's apology, I want to be respectful and I want to be kind because these are my values and my boundaries around how I communicate with other people. I value respect and I value kindness, so I want to live my life by that. So not accepting someone's apology is going to sound like this for me. Thank you for your apology. I'm going to need more time before I accept it. It could also sound like I'm not ready to accept your apology right now, but thank you for offering it. I can see that you are wanting to make amends, but I am still processing my feelings and hurt about what happened. I'm going to need some more time before I consider accepting your apology. Now, what is important to notice about both of these options is that I am acknowledging that I've heard the apology and then expressing what I'm needing for myself, whether that's let's move on or I need more time. But I'm, I'm still acknowledging to the other person that I've heard what they've said. What both of these responses have, whether I'm accepting or not accepting an apology, is that I'm acknowledging that I've heard the other person and what they've had to say. And then I'm expressing what I'm needing, whether that's, okay, I'm ready to move forward, or I want a little bit of space, or I need more time. And that is what I feel like encapsulates a good response to an apology. The next step at this point, and this took a lot of trial and error on my part with some hard conversations in different relationships that really helped me learn how to better do this and be on the receiving end of this, is that it's now on you as the person who did not accept the apology yet. And what I mean by this is the other person, the person who apologized, they are not expected to come back and apologize again or beg or convince you to forgive them. 
They've apologized and you've asked for time. So go take your time. That could look like doing a workout, taking a walk if you're feeling angry, journal if you're feeling anxious, shower or take a nap if you are feeling overwhelmed, cry if you're feeling sad or hurt. Basically, give yourself some aftercare. Your feelings are valid. And although an apology can be nice, it doesn't erase what was done. And the feelings you are having don't need to be suppressed and you don't need to get over them right away. There's no rush. You are on your own timeline. So give yourself space to feel those feelings. After getting emotionally regulated, you can start to evaluate the situation and what you might be needing either from yourself, like different boundaries with that person, or what you're needing from them. Maybe a uh, an additional conversation where they just listen about how what they did impacted you and they just hold space and listen. Maybe you worked it out for yourself through doing one of the things mentioned and you're just ready to move on from the situation and you don't need to talk about it more. Okay, so you've done one or multiple things, right, that I just mentioned. Once that's done and you've worked through it, if the situation in the person is one that you are interested in returning to, reach out to them. Seek connection with them and let them know that you have accepted their apology and are ready to move on with them. Or let them know, I'm needing X, Y, and Z from you and I'd like to have this conversation when we can. But take the initiative at this point because you are the one who asked for that space and asked for that time. And them not uh, interrupting that is them respecting a boundary for you. So once you're done feeling your feelings and getting emotionally regulated and having that aftercare, go to them and work it out. You are allowed to accept an apology and you, you are allowed to not accept an apology. It's okay to need time and space away from the person. You're allowed to communicate with them what you are needing. It's not okay, though, to hold things over the person's head. It is not okay to say you accept an apology when you actually don't and you haven't actually done the work or taken the time that you have needed to get to that place. You are responsible for your own feelings and your own triggers, and some boundaries might be necessary, but taking your feelings out on the other person isn't okay, even if they wronged you first. I guarantee it will not help the situation. And in my personal experience, it has only made relationships worse. When I'm keeping score or having something hung over my head or hanging something over somebody else's head. But that's why I will always suggest having that self-care and aftercare available to you because it helps you fill your own bucket so that you can handle life better and these conversations that are really hard and really challenging can bring about growth instead of just shutting down and putting walls up. We've come to the end of this bestie conversation about apologizing and responding to apologies. Remember to be respectful on either side. If you are apologizing, own your behavior, acknowledge their feelings, and indicate the change you plan on implementing. If you are responding, respect your feelings and respect the other person and then accept it when you mean it on your timeline. People are going to hurt us for one reason or another, and we are going to hurt people too. But I absolutely believe that people can change for the better 
And one of the ways that we can do that is by learning how to apologize and how to respond in ways that are respectful to the other person and also ourselves. I'm always looking for ways to grow. And what I've talked about in this episode has been something that I have really worked on and it has changed my life for the better and made my relationships so much better. We all want to be heard and seen. We all want to be respected and valued. Start by hearing and seeing yourself. Start by respecting and valuing yourself. And then give that to other people. We will change the world with one apology at a time. Thank you for listening, besties. Sending gentleness and good vibes to you all. Thank you, besties, for listening to this week's episode. Leave a review if you would like. Send some stars my way. It is much appreciated. If you are wanting more Bestie for Life podcast in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at Bestie for Life podcast. This is where I'm connecting with listeners and hearing from you. Later, besties.